The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Yapatoy, and welcome once again to a Came from the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. I have a very own Pronto Comics, Dominica Devinish Mansperano. Hello. And we have a very own uh, engineer from GHR. We have Zambo. Hello. You um, know, it sounds like you guys never left. I hope you guys know that. Well, technically we haven't if people are listening to us each week. Ho, ho, ho. Um, but, uh, our senior correspondent, Charles Saladino, is having uh, his second grandchild born today, so he wanted to make sure we mentioned that. That's why he's not here with us. So he's on personal uh, assignment. He's today's on, a yeah. fine day to be born. He's on pers- yes, he's personal, on personal assignment. assignment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, to, so, yeah, we're going to do all that. Uh, this week we're going to be talking with to and about uh, two very special uh, friends of the shows. Uh, they are... Uh, talents from back in the day, they are Carol Demas and Paula Janis from the Magic Garden. They're going All to be right. calling in uh, very shortly. Um, That's right. They're having a uh, a show out in Long Island on the, 20, uh, the 6th of uh, October, which is this Sunday if you're listening to us on the air. Um, if, there again, if you're listening to us on the air on the right time, because you might be listening to us well after the show, but then it won't matter. Oh, dear God, get out of your head, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> they'll be talking about that. They might even sing a song because they're really cool people. Um, but before we do that, we're going to take away with the news. Uh, news is brought to you in part by the Fine Folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 23 years of pop culture and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention will be on December 14th. It will be the uh, Big Apple Christmas Con. Uh, so far, the headliner that they, the Huey, the headliner Huey. that they have announced is a uh, Chris uh, uh, Santa Claus. Artist. Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus will be there. The Jackal. San- yes, Santa. Mike Carbonaro will dress up as Santa Claus. That'd be an awesome. That would be. That'd be. Well, there'd be plenty of <laughs> snow around him. Yeah. Oh, you took my joke. Um, yeah, that's oh. right. So. <laughs> oh. They have so legendary, much snow. <laughs> legendary artist uh, Jim Steranko will be there. Um, they're still getting Starenko. more people. Yes. So uh, he'll be you there. You don't just go Steranko. You get Steranko. And I um, also want to do the shout-outs to the Patreons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning. Do you ever meet Steranko? Yeah, he, he, he is threw, so short. Yeah, I met he him. He's, like, at, tiny. I actually met him in person at the uh, comic, uh, Keystone Comic Con, and he signed the cover of a book that he commissioned of my character. Right. And he was like, yeah, I remember doing that. I'm like, well, that's awesome. So I felt like But it's validated. almost like you're seeing, like, Steranko is his own mini-me. Yeah, yeah. He I, really is like his own little mini it, figure it was, of it was himself. Such a, it was such a weird experience um, running into him because, like I said, I had already mentioned him to do a cover, but I never – it was through a third party. It was for right. our friend Mariano. So right. he, it was so weird just finally – Bill. Yes. It was weird how finally meeting him after he'd already done work for me you know, 100 years ago. It was very weird kind of wibbly cool, wobbly stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was uh, so just good to reconnect with you with uh, other people. Wibbly wobbly. Stuff. Good Stuff. use of that button. Yes. There we go. Well done. Um, good. Off to a good start. So then we also want to mention the patrons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portez, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, Unjikun, Brie Nicholas, and Shadow Rabbit Art. 
Um, if oh, you want did we to, add a new one there? We Ooh, added a new one, yes. Shadow Rabbit. So if uh, you want your own little uh, shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look up a game from the radio search bar, and just for a measly dollar. Now, just because you mentioned Shadow you can, Rabbit, uh, I just want to say shout Shadow Rabbit will be at the Pronto Comics booth at New York Comic Con. Next week. 1240, <laughs> 1242 next week on Thursday. Yes, awesome. make sure you go check out his stuff. So I want to give him a, give him his own shout-out since you just mentioned him. Yes, yes. Nice. Um, so yeah, but now let's take it away with the news. Hey, we don't have a timer. Oh yeah, I fixed it for you. Oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. right there. Yeah, it's sticking down because I started it roughly three minutes after gotcha. the show. All so right. I'm like, okay, but don't worry. It's, it's right. okay if you go a little over. I'm, you know I'm used to it going up instead of coming down don't. to my impending doom. <laughs> don't panic. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, everyone, Pronto Comics, New York Comic Con, booth twelve forty two in small press. Come and check us out. Unless you uh, listening to this after that week, then you know you're. you're oh, right. whatever. Before I forget, it's going to come out on Monday, right? Yeah, it's coming out this Monday, the thirtieth of September. But oh, uh, if you're on Facebook Live, you can also right now. Yeah, oh, right now. now. And um, before I forget, yes, Bronto Comics, New yes. York Comic Con, yes, twelve forty-two. That's right. All right, there you go. There you go. All right. Thank you. No problem. Um, <laughs> let's start Sorry. off. I think we need to put Zambo in charge of ads. <laughs> <laughs> let's start off with the sad news. Actually, oh, gonna, great. We're going to take it away with the news, so i got to do this. We're going to take it away with the news. It's Morphin' Time! Now we start off with the sad news. Wait a minute. Sad news. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Why what? do we have to no! have Morphin' Time for the news? No! Morphin' Time from happiness. What's that about? We're, we're changing. We're, we're morphing into the news. That's his oh new transition sound. Uh, yeah. um, sad news. I hate you every day. <laughs> Emmy Award winning... <laughs> Uh, let me let me be serious. Sad news. Oh, Emmy God. Award-winning animation producer J. Michael Mendez has died this week of natural causes. Did uh, he actually Jay, die this week? Well, yeah. Okay. The week of recording. Yeah, this week. Okay. Not the week that we're listening to it because then that will be in the future and he hasn't died yet. Uh, which, just, just go Jay on. has produced such shows as The Simpsons, <laughs> um, The Critic, The PJs, Drawn Together, Napoleon Dynamite Cartoon, and Rick and Morty, just to name a few. Of note, uh, Jay just died a few days from I'm his a 55th birthday, which is tomorrow, the 26th uh, of September. So yeah, he was a spry 54. I don't, I don't wow. like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, yeah. It's, yeah, that's I, a damn shame. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. At all. I, I don't like that. So, like um, that. moving on from more sad news, more sad news. Like everyone are, thinks they're gonna live to an old age, but it's like uh, mortality is uh, a, a fickle thing, man. I mean, yeah, man. Um, Sid. Um, Oh my goodness. We're getting to it. We're getting yeah, okay, to we're it. Getting we're getting him? Getting, okay, getting yeah, him. never mind. Um, Keep going. Actor Jack Donner also recently uh, died. As of uh, this day of recording, the cause of death has not been released. Uh, Jack appeared in such films as, here we go, Demon on the Glass, The Second Coming, Cool Air, The Rocky and Bullwinkle Movie, uh, The War is Over, The Emissary, Operation Dalmatian, The American Dream, Bell Star, and Escape from Hell Island, just to name a few. On the small screen, Jack appeared in such shows as... Malcolm in the Middle, Buffy the Vampire Slater, The District, Shasta McNasty, which I love speaking of many me, uh, Frasier, Good vs. Evil, Charmed, General Hospital, Conan the Adventurer, Days of Our Lives, Baywatch, Mission Impossible, Star Trek, Kojak, Police Story, Mannix, General Hospital, Man from Uncle, Streets of San Francisco, Get Smart, My Favorite Marchin, The Flying Nun, I Dream of Genie, and the Donna Reed Show, just to name a few. Oh, he had a pretty long Ooh, career didn't, there. Didn't he, the Man from Uncle just have a recent re-igniting? I, I don't know if that recently re- come back they had that limelight. They had a they, movie. A that's while what it ago. was. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. yeah. But it was the the TV show that he was on. That's what, which okay. I kind um, of I kind okay. of was annoyed. I watched it and like David McCallum made no cameo, and I figured they should at least have him on because no. he's still kicking. No, they don't. But cool. there was no cameo from him because sometimes no. they, like they did that with the A Team movie. They had no Mr. T. 
No, Mr. T, but they at least had Dirk Benedict and um, Dwight, uh, Dwight Schultz. Yes. Make and even in that disgraceful yeah. Starsky and Hutch remake with right. uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, right. they at least they had, had the, original. the both come up with the car at the Although, end. Although, yeah. in the first Dukes of Hazard, there was no cameo. There should have been mm, no cameo there. Too. They, 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 you got to get them to do the cameo. John Schneider needed the work anyway. They yeah. felt Tom Wopat uh, definitely needed the work. <laughs> they felt um, that uh, the, the show was not true to the essence of what Dukes of Hazard was, which is why they all the movie? turned down. Yes, they all turned down doing the cameos mm. of the original cast members. All it time. was was a basically a, a two-hour-long Episode. It episode. Was, yeah. It was. It was more. Um, more kind of slightly towards the R rating side than the than the PG rating side, and they felt that. It, well, it, it was it, done it, by Broken Lizard. Yeah, it, it, but they felt yeah. it wasn't what the show was about, which is why they turned it down. Um, well, he, I, I, I'm pretty certain they don't. You know what? You know, put put your morals to the side on this one. Get a paycheck. Sell out for once, damn it! Uh-huh. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, so Jack, like he needs it to. He needs it for that that divorce he's going through. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. So Jack uh, was uh, a spry ninety years old. That's why he has such a long. See, I'm liking that. In uh, in TV, like you're in extra huh. innings when you're doing ninety. You're playing with house money. Oh um, yeah. More sad news. More sad news. There's a lot. Yes, actor Aaron Eisenberg, uh, best known for his role of Nog on the Star Trek series Deep Space Nine also died recently right. from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. In addition to Deep Space Nine, which ran from 1993 to 1999, Aaron appeared in such shows as Evil Horror 4, The Evil Escapes, The Wonder Years, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Tales from the Crypt, uh, The Secret World of Alec Mack, uh, Star Trek Voyager, The Vision, and Blade of Honor, just to name a few. On the big screen, Aaron appeared in such films as Beverly Hills Brats, um, Puppet Master Part 3, Tulian's Revenge, The Liar's Club, Pterodactyl Women from Beverly Hills. I want to see that movie now. That's amazing. Um, and Walk to Vegas. He wow. was a young He was like 50. 50. It was 50, I saw that. And even 50, yeah. Yeah, I really don't like that. That's almost just as good as a title as Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Abraham Lincoln Vampire the, Hunter. Well, there's also another one, too. Oh, really? I swear to they God. They made a sequel? The, no, no, no. This was from. This is literally a legit 70s movie. This was back when, sorry kids, hold your horses. This was <laughs> back when Netflix was DVD only. Ah, and I saw this ooh. title and I'm like, Dad, I want to get this. Can you please order it? Because it was his account. And he's like, yeah, that looks pretty ridiculous. Let's get it. We watched it full-on 70s, like, B-movie style. Was it everything you thought it could be? It was everything that I thought it could be from a 70s movie and more. That's oh, wow. Especially. Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Jesus Christ, Vampire that. Hunter. I'm gonna now, try now I want to see that, too. That yeah. kind of one, yeah. Now so it's, it's like, it, that's literally like a, that's like a dual saga system right there. You got, you got Jesus Christ and you have Abraham Lincoln. What's next? <laughs> Who is going to be next? Come on. Super come Jesus. On. Guy Fieri, <laughs> Vampire Hunter. Who knows? Uh-huh. Like, come on. Well, I mean, in that respect, then you got to go with, like, Martin Luther King Jr. Vampire Hunter, because oh if you don't if you God. don't throw in a, a black zombie, vampire hunter, zombie yeah, killer, yeah. Zombie, zombie killer, yeah. be good. Martin Luther King, it'll be really zombie awesome. Killer. Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. Vampire Hunter falls yep. in love with a vampire woman. They have a kid, Blade. <laughs> oh my God. How so, yeah. awesome would that be? That's the title <laughs> card. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this is the title. If you guys were looking at it, Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. There you go. That is so, made in 2001. Right. That is so bad. It is It um, is amazing. <laughs> like That is so bad. So not to spoil anything, but when the person dies in the car, the just there's just red jelly. Like just, just strawberry jelly just, gonna be good time. just dripping from the windshield. And you just the go. The only thing that would oh make that God. better is Roger Corman Presents. <laughs> or made by Asylum Films. We, I love those guys. Oh, man. Um, but anyway. So, last bit of sad news. I digress. Actor Sid Haig also yep, died Sid recently Haig. following complications from a lung infection. Yes. Uh, Sid appeared in such films as 
Bloodbath, It's a Bikini World, Spider Baby, THX1138, Foxy Brown, Swashbuckler, Choo Choo, and the Philly Flash, Galaxy of Terror, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Part 2, The Forbidden Dance, Jackie Brown, House of a Thousand Corpses, Kill Bill Volume 2, The Devil's Rejects, Night of the Living Dead in 3D, The Second First Halloween, um, The, the Haunted World <laughs> of correct. El Superbisto, um, Lords of Salem, which, oh man, that movie was bad. Yeah. Uh, Devils in My Ride, Bone Tomahawk, Death House. Who would want to live in a death house? Suicide for Teenagers, Suicide for Beginners, I should say, and Three from Hell, just to name a few. Yeah, and you small. forgot, did you forget Diamonds Are Forever? He was in Diamonds Are Forever. He was, he's right. the guy when Sean Connery's in there and like, it's a bad thing having to bury one's brother. And he goes, I got a brother. That's him? That's him. No. And then and then in Shrunk goes, Small World. <laughs> That's why I say just to name a few. Come on, Diamonds Are Forever is a major film. Wow. Um, on the small screen. They fake the moon landing in that movie. <laughs> on the small screen. <laughs> they do. Sid appeared in such shows as. Gotta watch it again. The Untouchables, Batman, the Adam West series, Gunsmoke, um, Mission Impossible, Star Trek, Get Smart, The Flying Nun, Charlie's Angels, Jason of Star Command, Fantasy Island, the original one, mm-hmm. Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, The Fall Guy, Dukes of Hazzard, speaking of which, The A-Team, speaking of which, MacGyver, the original one, speaking of which. Just the Ten of Us, and Tig Tone, just to name a few. Wow. He was another spry 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Once again, just about yeah, house money. It's a, It's been a... And this is a, like I said. This is recently, recently, recently. Not like long. No, no. This was this. This yeah. was like this week or, yeah, or so funny enough. The week. I do actually remember Sid in THX eleven thirty eight. Yeah. And um, I had no idea about Diamonds of Forever, but I didn't realize yeah. he was that old until 80, yeah. the news came out, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then finally, I like looked at him like at a con table, and I'm like. Oh wow! That yeah. blew I don't, I I don't like eighty either. That. My dad's eighty. Like, like, I, I don't that's want that. scary. I didn't scary think um, uh, Nog was fifty because in my mind he's, he's still, still a, a kid. kid. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So they're like fifty. Like what? fifty? You made it fifty? That, that oh show God. was that long ago? Like holy, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 crazy. Makes you think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but moving on to happier news. Thank or God. Not as sad news. So I don't have to um, hang myself. Do we have to morph back from the adventures? We should. Sorry. Um, we should back to action. Um, <laughs> from the Avengers, but on the cheap side department. What? Uh, DC is. Is in- that when they're going to make the female Avengers movie? Because they only have to pay them like <laughs> seventy cents on the dollar. Oh, that's, Ouch! That's, so that's wrong. right. Oof. I went there with that. Oof. That's why they're going to do a female Avengers. We can, we can pay them less. <laughs> that's right. I went there. Um, DC is in. Full Please send swing. all hate mail to Mark Torres. <laughs> <laughs> DC is in full swing with its upcoming crossover TV event, which is said to bring back as many actors as they can get a hold of mm-hmm. to reprise former roles of various DC characters on the current slate of the Arrowverse shows. Supergirl, They're going to resurrect Flash, Christopher Reeve. Batwoman and Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow. Um, former Lex Luthor actor Michael Rosenbaum managed to shed some light on the casting process as well as the behind the scenes of how this is shaping up with him announcing that he will not be part of this event. Aww. Michael says, Thank you. Um, Michael says, Many of you have asked me about joining the Infinite Crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me, but I'll just give you, uh, but I'll just be straight about this. WB called my agents Friday afternoon when I was going in Florida to visit my grandmother, my grandfather in a nursing home. They offered, this is what they offered, no script, no idea what he's doing, no idea when they're going to be shooting it, basically no money, and we have to know now. Uh, my simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all your questions. 
So, I don't get it. Why? <laughs> why would you pass on that? So this actually reminds me. If Tom me, Welling can, why can't you? <laughs> so this actually reminds me of the 20th anniversary of Power Rangers, where Sam Ban uh, sent out letters to all former Rangers, asking them to appear in the anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. From what I have gathered over the years, speaking to some actors, uh, most reach- most were expected to travel to New Zealand on their own dime and have a minimal of screen time, some not even having any lines at all, and the pay was standard rate for one, maybe two episodes. So now, because of this, I have lost all confidence in the Arrow universe to make this good because they don't know what they're doing. They're just you trying to grab no, as many you don't, people You're not possible. watching this to make make it good. You're yeah. watching this to go like, oh, he's there. Oh, he's there. Oh, he's there. Oh, they got him. It's, oh, they got him. It's fan service okay. the I'm episode. That's it. it. I'm watching yeah. it because I want it to be good. Don't mess this up. Why do you I have these gonna... unrealistic <laughs> expectations? Because they're they're make, they're going through all the effort of bringing all these people back. The least they could do. You know who you know who you remind me of. You remind me of Morpheus. Dream breaker of his own heart. <laughs> Fine. Fine. So you just set yourself up for this, and you like have so much hope, and then you're like, why can't well, they do it my way? It's the, like because they don't care. The hope is gone now. Listen, I expect nothing, and I'm still let down for a lot of things. So <laughs> yes. I'm understand. just saying, you're let down versus uh, his letdown. You're like, you felt like you tripped. Yeah. His letdown <laughs> is like he jumped off the Empire State Building. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Oh, like, you trip oh. on the sidewalk. You're like, ow. You're like, oh. you're pulling the Peter Griffin going, ah. Ah. Yeah, that. Yeah. He's like, why? Yeah, I got you. There's um. a very good representation of that in an episode of the latest Rocco's Modern Life special yes, on yes. Netflix. Yes, I saw that. It's, yeah. it's a perfect representation of this exact moment. And I just went, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of crossovers, from the Zoinks, Jeepers, and Jinkies department, hmm. As part of the 50th anniversary... Something tells me this will be about Scooby-Doo. That's a good good guess. Thank you. As part of the 50th anniversary of none other than Scooby-Doo... I'm clever. In in issue 99 of the new Scooby-Doo team of comic, the Scooby gang finds themselves teaming up once again with Batman going up against the infamous Batmite, a reality-warping imp. But that's not all. It turns out that Batmite has a friend along for his adventure. Is it Batmite not? Scooby... Where is it? Right, no. It's there not it Mr. Mixelpuck. Um right? it's no, it's Scooby Might, who brings together every uh, incarnation of the Scooby gang into this one comic. So you get to see the gang as they appeared in a pub named Scooby Doo, Thirteen Ghosts Scooby Doo, Be Scooby Doo Be Cool, Scooby Doo and the Mystery Incorporated, Shaggy and Scooby Get a Clue, as well as the live action versions of the gang as they appeared, and also the reimagined Scooby Apocalypse are all gonna be in this one comic teaming up. So this is somewhere between We're Inter- Scrappy and all this. Yeah. Nobody cares. No one cares about Nobody Scrappy. Talks about scrappy. No. no one talks about Scrappy. No. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Scrappy. <laughs> so this is somewhere between Arrowverse and Enter the Spider-Verse. Yeah. They're going, everyone Scooby-verse. wants this. Yeah. It's the Scooby-verse. Yes. The Scooby-verse. Yeah. You know, they never really answer the question, where was Scooby-Doo? Because, you know, Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work. That's no true. One, that's never been answered. Or oh. what's new, Scooby-Doo. Getting high. That's where Yeah, that's true. Just getting high. <laughs> those Why snacks. Why do I think the buttons reversed, snaps. but they are I don't know. Try again. over there. There you go. There you go. That's okay. Um, from the, moving on, from yes. the, doesn't this plot sound familiar department? So far, it does. Actor Nicolas Cage has oh, been God. announced to star in the movie called Pig, which is being described as a truffle hunter who lives alone in the forest of Oregon. After his beloved pig is kidnapped, he must confront his past to save her from those that will do her harm. What is Nicolas Cage's <laughs> agent's issue here? 
Is Nothing. it Nicolas Cage or is it the agent who's like, <laughs> I think it's Nick. I think Nick just owed a lot of money until recently. Because he bought yeah. an island. He bought an island and was and in like a And then he spent a million dollars on that comic book. So. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was in a lot of debt. So. He can't like hit up his uncle like instead of doing bad <laughs> yeah. movies. He can't be like, yo, Uncle Francis, can you just hand me some money, please? please. Just, please. just I need some of that Godfather money. <laughs> I'm good for it. You know that. Please. <laughs> please. Come on. Just, you know. I'll work like in your movies and you don't have to pay me. Come on. Yeah, so. I'll, work, I'll work the dead off, sir. <laughs> you know? like, Writer, director, Could you Michael. imagine, like, <laughs> oh my Lord. Francis Ford Coppola's, like, looks at him like, I can't do it. I, just, I can't do it. I just, for no reason, just does a brand. It's like, I'm, li- I'm the real Godfather. Then no, you don't get like, anything. Really, Uncle? You have to pull that off? I don't know. Yes, what I do. <laughs> so writer, director, Michael Sarnosk says, um, what began as a very personal project has transformed <laughs> into a labor of love for so many talented people. I'm thrilled for all of us for bringing this strange world to life. That means so that no one's going to fund this. That's what that, why it's so, a labor so, of love. So basically, yep. Nicholas Cage is going after revenge for his kidnapped pig. So this is either like anything we've heard of before. This is taken, but but meets John Wick, but with a pig. Yeah, exactly. So it's Babe 3, taken from home. Yeah. Ah, that's... Boom. I like that one. There you go. Babe 3, taken from home. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Babe, pig in the city. What did I just recently see? Oh, I, I just recently saw Hustlers. Yeah. With my lady. Uh, it was... <laughs> good yeah <laughs> <laughs> oof it was good enough <laughs> okay gotcha yeah baby <laughs> can't be distracted <laughs> there's enough stuff going on in the background I'm like all right i can watch this movie <laughs> and i walked out of it with her and i go so basically that was the demi more classic of striptease meets goodfellas yeah and like it's like any i always remember this from bruce campbell he said anytime you get a pitch that it's this meets this means both movies been made and this is going to be terrible yeah, no, he's he's very much right with that one. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of TNA in this movie, so I was like, all right, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, baby. Yo, man, J Lo at fifty. Whole, okay. I, and, damn. And fair enough. See, damn. See, we were enough. just talking about fifty. Poor Iron Esmond died at fifty. Jennifer Lopez at fifty. Well, it's, he don't have that J Lo money. It's mind-boggling how yeah. how that is. You gotta have that J Lo. Something money. tells um, me uh, uh, Nog wasn't a dancer from the age of five and constantly working at it and like probably not. Yeah, is that, um, I know. So moving on may from the not. don't put stock in Facebook events department. Don't put stock in Facebook either. While Ding. over two, as we say on Facebook Live. By the way, um, I have a Facebook well, event tonight. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while over two million people said they were going with another 1.5 million people said that they were interested in storming area 51 last week only only 150 people by rough estimates actually showed up to raid area 51 on september that's because they said like this is a fake event it's not real for those of you who don't know the facebook events uh snowballed from a joke to an actual thing where people were encouraged they're gonna naruto run right the military base in search of real aliens with the idea that they, meaning the army, can't kill them all. <laughs> well, so if it's only a hundred people, yeah, they can. So they really and, can. So hundred and fifty. It's like it's their job. Actually, approached the the border 
with the military guys, and they were just staying like, what? So that was the raid. You're mixing up the millennials' <laughs> reluctance to show up and the millennials' uh, wanting to die. <laughs> yeah. But that was the raid. Like, they probably walked up like, hey, can you let us in? They're like, no. no. If you cross that line, we actually have to shoot you. And they're like, they're like all right. All right, never mind. And there was, <laughs> Basically speaking what of happens. the natural run, mm-hmm. there was one guy who actually one managed dude. to run behind a, a, a newscast on a broadcast. Oh, yeah, so with, with his arms behind his yeah, back. Yeah. Like, yeah. The new but I just think that it's we, funny that army sergeants had to explain to them <laughs> yeah. what all that stuff was and had to demonstrate what it looks like. And I just find it so hilarious. They went the whole from was, 2 million mm-hmm. people with another 1.5. That's 3 million people saying, yeah, right. to 150 they did people have actually speech. showing up. It's interesting how that works there. There was a party, though. That's which less is yes, than, that's that less than the, even 10%. A couple, uh, like 1,000, 1,500 people showed up to yeah, the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Oh. I'll, I'll go to a party. Raid, to the actual raid, raid. No. 150 people. Because yeah. it wasn't supposed to be a real no. thing anyway. It was no. a joke. So exactly. so does that mean that, wow, I can't believe 150 people actually showed up? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not that, see, it's not like, man, a million, two million people pledge. Where, where, why did they show up? That's not the question. The question is, what is wrong with 150 dumb people that did <laughs> that show up? That think that it's actually going to happen. That couldn't believe, no! like, like, No. I, or maybe they're just like, I just want to go see Area 51. I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Go I'm going to be it. out on the hill just not being over there. I was curious enough to see myself watching to see what happened. That's as far as I went. I didn't even say I was interested. I love the um, the you know, the you fake memes or the real memes about yeah. fake news. Like, guy shows up to Area 15. <laughs> Army <laughs> felt bad for him. Just yeah. turned him away. Game of pizza and a cup of tea and said, go on, but Sorry, it's okay. We're just, not going to arrest you. Yeah, you're dyslexic. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think, so, I think uh, my new favorite memes going on now yeah. are the ones with that girl from Sweden or wherever. Oh yeah, the uh, Greta Grunberg. Yeah. And what what I'm finding hilarious about this, and I don't say this on Facebook because I know if I say it on Facebook, I'm going to get like 20 SJWs on, on Facebook. Facebook right? Yeah, right. but we're not really. That's, uh, uh, it's not like it's my post that someone can look up five years from now and go like, you know what, you're wrong, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So my favorite thing is like all the SJWs that I'm friends with. They're mm-hmm. like this. This girl, this is amazing. You see her; she's changing the world. I'm like, she ain't changing nothing. No, she, she, <laughs> let I mean, it she's, go. She's complaining to the to the to the choir of deaf people. Basically, yeah, she's just complaining, and it's fine. Yeah. And it's like, great. It's like, I, I wish her the best in it. But it, good, it's, yeah, good luck. It falls for, I'm glad she's like trying to do stuff. But it's like, stop trying to like make a messiah out of a 16 year old girl with Aspergers. Yeah. Just so stop. that's it for the news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm, okay. my point being, like, yeah. the millions of memes yeah. that are coming, and like, look at that. I'm like, you know, in six weeks, you're just going to have more memes about something else. That's true. Yeah. Like, the, she, her, her, her 50 minutes of frame is going to be six weeks it's, long. It's a, it's a rotating. And it's going to be something it's else. A, it's a revolving mm-hmm. door. Like, you're so passionate about it today. It's like, let's wait in two weeks if you remember her name. Mm, very true. Final uh, meme thought. My favorite go. Area 51 meme is, yeah. while we all trying to raid Area 51, let's raid FAFSA. Wipe out so, all the student debt. I saw. So let's that, wait, 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 let's raid. Got, let's raid where they do the uh, the yeah. the car. That's fine. The car extended warranty claims. Let's raid that. Ah, I saw that. That was good. good. That's a good one Even too. you must get those calls. No, um, your car is qualified. No, for your car is not qualified warranty. for any extended warranty no, whatsoever. No, no, no. So we're gonna anyway. take our break. So that's it with the news. We're gonna take our break, and we'll be right back. If we came from the radio. Me Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Me Greg Berger also. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark 
at mfc underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is Quentin Flynn, a popular voice actor known for Axel, Tamon, uh, and Raiden from the Metal Gear series. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Stick around. Whether you're looking for pre-code horror, good girl art, or superhero comic books, check out Not from this earth.com they specialize in rare comic books but they also have an extensive stock of popular comics to help you fill in the holes in your collection that's not from this earth.com use code w-a-r-y to receive a 10 percent discount on your entire order also stop by our pop-up store at 31 grand street in the williamsburg section of brooklyn between friday september 13th and sunday september 15th hey kids this is cj ramon of the world famous ramones and then you're listening to it came from the radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy INC. That's K R I S T-Y. Thanks. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Michael McManus. I played Kai on Lex. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Vegas Apple Con. This is Mark Torres speaking along with Dominic Definition Man Soprano and Zemo the Engineer. Hello. I'm sorry, what day is it I forgot after that break? It's a little quick break. We have a yeah, lot okay. of sponsors that, minor, uh, that minor uh, break. do our show. But um, we should have, if I am correct, on the phone, from the Magic Garden, legendary performers, Carol Demas and Paula Janis. Are you guys there? Hello. Yes. Hi. Yes. Yeah. All right. Huzzah. Hi, say hello. We're here. Hello. <laughs> hello. Sorry about all that noise before. All right. So um, we've actually. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So um, we actually had Carolyn Paula five years ago. I can't believe it's been that long on our show. You haven't aged a day. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> oh. Creepy? That he hasn't. It's creepy that you guys haven't aged a day. You're eternally young. That's what he's trying to get to. I didn't meet them five years ago, but I knew Uh, you about five years ago. I'm saying you haven't aged a day. We'll take that, and thank you very much. So um, the the one question that... That's because the time in the Magic Garden doesn't age you. Ah, Well well said. I like that. Very, very well said. So um, you guys have always promoted that you were best friends for over 65 years, correct? Well, now yeah. it's 67. It's 67 years. So the question that I have for what you guys What if they said, like, off, no, we really don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> just mess with you on that it's one. It's all contractual. Yeah. So long as we're working, we're friends. So my, my, my initial question is, how did you guys meet? Because I've never heard that story. Really? Oh, my goodness. We were on in set. high school. We were 14. 
And we were in the mixed chorus of Midwood High School. And Carol was, that was a, in so- Brooklyn. a soprano with her high butterfly voice. And I was an alto with my low voice. And we became friends in the mixed chorus. And the rest is history. <laughs> so you were high school friends all these years later. Right. And you're still performing together. Yeah. Like, what kind of, how does that relationship work? Very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the reasons why it works is because, in some ways, we're on the same wavelength. We ha- we love a lot of the same things. We have we're both very imaginative. We both um, we were teachers together, which you can get to or not as you please. But we were also very different, so that we each bring something different to the relationship which just makes us all the richer for it, I think. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really all. We've never had a giant battle. We've had disagreements, but, you know, we've, we've never had a split up or, or anything like or really, that. Or really a fight. We've had, as you said, some disagreements, but we always managed to work them out and laugh. Right. <laughs> I mean, we were just here. We have, we have Sherlock here on the, on the office table He's uh, taking a nap at the moment. And we have some things that we're going to use for him um, in our show at Bolton Center, because you know Halloween is coming. So we were trying them on him, and it was, <laughs> it was such fun because he looked so goofy. We, were, it, we, we share a lot of laughs, and there's a lot of sweetness in that. So basically what we saw on TV is what we get in real life. And oh, yeah. that's one of the things that people seemed to grasp that the friendship that we showed on television wasn't just made up for television, but was really the real thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why the fans are still coming to see us, um, because that friendship was special, and they remembered it and loved it. And we've seen each other through a lot of real life that has been anything but a magic garden. And that's only added to the strength of our relationship. And We've even lived together at times when my house <laughs> burned down. My husband Whoa. and I moved in here with <laughs> Carol oh and her husband. Wow. And when Carol had Lyme disease, she moved in. Whoa. With me. Yeah, we were under construction here. Stuart and I were building. We were adding on to the little bungalow that we had bought. And we, and we ran into a lot of trouble and we had to tear the whole bungalow down. We had nothing left but the fireplace. And meanwhile, I got sick with Lyme, and it was pretty serious because it had, it, I had to be on intravenous because it was very entrenched before it was diagnosed. And it was just too unbelievably impossible here and dusty and, you know, dangerous. So I went to live with Paula. So, uh, you know, all of that is, is all part of, of our lives together. And, you know... Paula had three children. I wasn't lucky enough to have my own. She was happy enough to share them. And when <laughs> there were when, times when I offered yes, them to when, her, when, but she wouldn't take them. <laughs> when Stuart and I were trying to have our own family, Paula had three teenagers, <laughs> and you know how that can be. And she she said to me, "You can have mine." <laughs> She was very wise and did not, did not take me up on the offer. I have never met a parent that's not willing to hand off their children at some point. <laughs> at some point. Right. Well, that's one of the reasons why they tell us, their parent, the parents tell us, who come with 
they're grown-up children now, and then their grandchildren tell us, you were my peace and quiet for half an hour. I, hand, I literally handed off my children to a visit with you on television, and that was the best part of my day. Yes, we still hear it, too. It's amazing. You really and did. We, still get, we get three generations in the audience Yes. Now. You know, the grandmother who was the original mother, the mother who was the original child, and the new child who is scratching his head and saying, how come my mother and my grandmother know the words to these songs that yeah. they're singing? So it never ceases to amaze. I think part of the fun for them is seeing their parent and grandparents suddenly turn into five-year-olds. <laughs> it, is an, it is an a transformation, because when I saw you guys at the Eternal Con and I saw you perform, it, it happened. Like, holy crap, all of a sudden, I was, I was a young kid again. I was like, what, how, what the hell just happened? It was amazing to see you guys perform you know, right there in front of my eyes. It was, it was so awesome, i got to say. Um, so well, thank you. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you. We'll be doing that again at Bolton Center. Yeah, so that's going to be 6th. on October 6th in Long Island at, um, what was it, Bolton Center, right? At Bolton Center. Bolton in Bay Center Shore. for the Performing Arts. Right. In Bayshore, yes. And you guys performed Wait, there before, right? Yes, yes, and they've always been so good to us there. It's a lovely place to play. It's a great atmosphere. And, you know, we do these very extensive meet and greets after every uh, one of our live family performances. And Bolton's always so good about that. They have a nice space where we can do it, and we give everybody some time to say hello, and we sign uh, autographs, we sign our merchandise, we have our CDs and our posters and DVDs and all that stuff with us. And we take photographs with our um, fans or just of us, and they and Bolton, you know, organizes the whole thing so that while well, people have to wait on a long line, which isn't so different from some of these big autograph shows, they are patient. They're so sweet, and Bolton just, you know, guides it along and keeps everybody happy. You know, when we're on stage and we we sing the hello song, and we we ask the audience, you know, is there anyone out here? who was waiting for us to say their name, and they all raised their hand because, you know, obviously we never said those names. So, and they're laughing while they do it. Yes. And it's funny because when people see us on the street together, and since we're very good friends, we are out on the street together, they say three things. The first thing is, oh, it's really them. And then they say, they're, they're still, still alive. alive. <laughs> And the last thing they say is, you never said my name. So, of course, then we have to stop whatever we're doing and sing that person's name so they can then get on with their lives. It's so sweet because these people are somewhere between late 30s and mid-50s. That's right. And they're still waiting for this moment. <laughs> Who would imagine that? It means so much to them. So it means so much to us. We never had a clue, ever. When that's, we were making the 52 shows of the Magic Garden, because that's all there were. So that's, that's, that's an extra interesting question. Like, when you decided what names to say, did you have, like, a list of most common names at that time? Or were we just like, eh? Yeah, just we went through our families. That's who, you know, <laughs> the children and the third cousin twice removed, and God knows who else. And the next-door neighbors. Right. And I was doing Grease on Broadway at the time. Uh, I was doing eight shows a week uh, as Sandy, as the original Sandy, and we we shot on Mondays. But I once said hello. We said hello to the entire Grease cast. You know the names. Of Why not? All the, people. the actual <laughs> the actors or the <laughs> the actors of the characters. 
Right, the actors. Oh, okay. The actors themselves. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So when you guys were, 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 were making The Magic Garden and you have new songs every week, did you write the songs yourselves? Did you plan out how no. this whole show was going to go? How did that all come together? There was one, one song I wrote that's registered with ASCAP, and that was it. It's not exactly a big songwriting career, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we, sang, we had a, a blanket ASCAP license because Channel 11 had that license at the time. So we could sing any song huh, that had nice. been published. Oh, so we amazing. did. We sang Broadway songs. We sang folk songs. We sang you know, songs that nobody ever heard of. <laughs> we sang songs that people knew. I can't even use songs uh, on was, Facebook. It was anymore. a wonderful way to, to be able to sing anything. And kids, you know, were being exposed to all of this different music, which was not pre-recorded. It was absolutely live. It was just two voices and a guitar. And a lot of people were amazed at how varied, you know, we could uh, present what a varied program of music we could present and people tell us today that we sang things that they had never heard before and kinds of music that they had never been introduced to and it it sort of it broadened their understanding of what kind of music was in the world and some of them said it really changed it opened their eyes and ears to a whole new part of life which is something you just hope for you dream that this is possible and we found out that it was I, I people think when they come to see us after, they wait to see us after a show. Every once in a while, a person will show up with an old guitar that has been played madly for 40 years, and they want me to sign it because they got this guitar after watching me play it on the show. And that is always so dear. Like Speaking of very special, uh, one thing about the show on the, the 6th of October, which is very special, is that you guys are going to have the original Sherlock on the on the yes. program, oh, which yeah. you normally don't have. That's, that's, right. that's right. And you're going to be using, uh, yeah. for what I understand, you're going to have props from the original set as well? A few Some pieces, of them. yes. Some of them. The yeah. mushrooms will be with us, the famous mushrooms, which we always have to help our audience to have another laugh about because people, <laughs> people claimed that our show was psychedelic and we must have been eating them. <laughs> But we, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you can even imagine. We heard that again and again. But we can prove that we weren't because there they are and they're intact. <laughs> and, you know, people often thought that, oh, my goodness, they must be high as kites. But nobody could ever have been less high than we were. We were absolutely just, you know, rock bottom. <laughs> we never, ever... Entertained anything like that. <laughs> well, we were high on friendship yes, and high on music, right, and music, and right. probably high on lack of sleep. Uh, that too, and just laughter <laughs> in right, general. Right. Well, the thing is, I mean, imagine we would go from being children, you know, climbing in and out of cardboard boxes and putting on crazy things out of the story box and bringing stories to life, and then one of the puppets would have an, a dilemma or or an issue that they were very unhappy about, and we would soothe them and talk to them as the adults we were. But we were able to freely move, you know, from one thing to another, which we are beginning to discover was one reason why people still have us in their hearts the way they do. And that's, you know, it's, it's taken us years. I was thinking about it today. It's to, to synthesize this thought 
that when people say, well, what do you think is the reason why people still remember your show? And I think that's one of the major reasons. Well, I think the, the, the music, the, the timing of the show, um, the target audience, obviously, it makes it ingrained yeah. in, in your life because at that time, well, especially back then, there wasn't much to see. Much to see that was good, much to see that the whole family could see. Mm-hmm. So it, it did have a, a special place at that time. And I think, I mean, you guys had mentioned yes. um, when you were on a show five years ago that you were looking forward to trying to bring the show back. Um, I think that now, <laughs> more than ever, would be another great time to have a family-friendly... We're still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> a family-friendly... We actually were talking yesterday with some people who, who have been very involved in, in children's television and, and currently as well and are working on, a, on another new project of their own, and they, they've all been into this for at least 10 years, maybe longer, and they're all fans, and they wanted to come and have a meeting with us. So the idea of our being able to make a contribution to something new is, is not, has not wavered bring it to netflix so maybe maybe right. it would be great we, yeah. you know we yeah we don't know so why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we're going to uh people are going to see at the bolton center on the 6th or at any of your general shows is it another episode is it a a mixture of old show and new show what's actually going to happen at the performance mm, what a good question it's mostly <laughs> the nostalgia that everybody's looking for and it's not somebody being us it's us we're older, obviously. You know, the Magic Garden went on the air 47 years ago. I wow. cannot believe it's been that long. It makes me feel very old. Yes, <laughs> and it went off the air in 1984, and we figured, you know, it would just sort of slowly fizzle. fizzle. But instead, everywhere we go, we meet all of these people for whom it was a, a, a really vivid memory still and very meaningful to us. And sometimes when they try to tell us about it, especially at some autograph shows or at our um, meet and greets, it, it's so important to them that they're in tears. Yes. So what we know they want when they come to see us is is some of what they remember, and we we deliver that for them both in doing the signature, all the signature songs, and we have clips of great moments that everybody loves and loves to see over and over again from the original show. And we have some new stuff. And we have, of course, Sherlock, up to his tricks, as usual, and uh, things that, you know, he does that people expect him to do, and he still does them. So. And when they, and that nothing could make them happier than when he does them all. Just the way they remember them. Right, right. So do you guys um, actually go back and watch the old shows, or you just, since you've lived it, you know it, you don't need to nah, go back? we were there. <laughs> we don't have to watch. Well, we've, we've watched them again in order to put together our DVD collection, which is, yes, you know, 10 yes. favorite shows. We really had to go through a lot of them. We had to go way down memory lane to to make a plan about what would be included, and we also had to see what was still in good enough shape to reproduce in this format. And we we also have done some looking back because we want to put the clips in our live performances that would be the most fun and the best memory. And and people see them again and again and it's it's like we all are with things that we you know, the television shows that we used to love, we we'll revisit with people we know. Remember that moment when thus and such happened? you know, on something like the Honeymooners or whatever it was. And so that's 
you know, that's what we bring because that's what makes people really happy. My daughter Monica sat down and watched every show and wrote a page about what was in every show, from what we wore to what jokes we told to what songs we sang, what stories. Deep I mean, research. How she survived that, I don't know. It was, it was the but most it was incredible very... piece of work. Yes. No one had ever done this. No. And we certainly didn't know because it was so long ago, you know, who could even remember. And when we did them, it was all rather frantic. We just had that one day, you know, on that simple set, which people remember so well, but it was it was hardly, you know, a, a, a giant work of art. It, it, was, it was very artful, it was creative, and it was dear, and it served our purposes, and then they would pack it all up and... Uh, and they would have something else going well, on the there. News the was, news would come back. <laughs> that was that the one studio at Channel 11. Wow, and Channel that was 11. where the news was. They would set up the news, and the news would be delivered, and then they would chop it down, and up would go the Magic Garden. The Magic Garden would go back to wherever it was they stored it. And the guys who worked on it then, the crew that worked on it then, were working on the Yankees, yes. the Yankee games, because the Yankee games were on picks in mm-hmm. those days. Yeah, right. And they loved coming to do the Magic Garden. It was a big change. <laughs> it was very funny, though. Sometimes we felt like they were searching for that fly ball that would be, you know, <laughs> go in somewhere in Yankee State. <laughs> but they'd be pulling pieces of, of uh, you know, n- nylon thread. Those, that fishing line was controlling the hand, the magic tree arm that went up and down, or the chuckle patch moving, or some other thing that would happen. Nothing was done um, <laughs> that wasn't really live. It was like a live stage performance, pretty much. And they would lie there, you know, pulling these things around and making faces at us while we tried to stay on what we were, <clears throat> our obligations to, to do something or other. In this moment of time, we would be given, we had outlines. We did not have scripts full of dialogue. That all came from us. And some of the outlines did, too. We would know that in this segment, it's two minutes long, and this is what we do. And if and once in a while, there would be a line that we would be obliged to say because it would be a cue of some kind. And the rest of it, we were oh. out there <laughs> freewheeling. there was no such thing as redoing anything. <laughs> it, was, it started, and it went straight through till it ended. So it's the and ultimate was, um, improvisational experiment going on here. Exactly. I mean, there were a few things that didn't go as planned, <laughs> but it made them very funny. And we we did have we did do a show uh, in which we revisited a lot of this that WPIX ran a long, long time ago, and we we saw some of the outtakes. We looked for <laughs> for outtakes, but then we realized that most of them actually stayed in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have. About 10 minutes to go, so we got to promote the, the show. So where can people buy tickets? Where can people find out more about you guys and what's going to be happening? If, if they miss this show, you still do other performances, correct? Yes, we will be up in Woodstock on October th- November 3rd. Oh, sorry, November 3rd um, at, the, at the Colony, which is ordinarily a big music venue. I mean, they do some, um, some theater there, theatrical things there, but mostly bands and things like that. And we're there because of two fans who have a company called Out of the Woods Productions who are videographers and very experienced and awfully nice people. And the way we met them was because down the 
Facebook Pike mm-hmm. came this picture of two women dressed exactly like us with the hair, you know, the long <laughs> pigtails, exactly like us, and one of them carrying a guitar. And in between them was someone who was dressed as part magic tree and part Sherlock, if you can imagine that. The bottom of, of him, his name is Jeff, was very stiff fabric like canvas painted to look like a tree from his waist down. And from the waist up, he was Sherlock. In all <laughs> Sticking his, out of the tree. In, yeah, in all his pink glory. And behind him, I still don't know how they did this, they had some of the magic tree with the leaves, the same colors and shape as the original. And how he even moved, I don't know. And Halloween is a big deal, apparently, up in Woodstock. Even your pet chicken gets a costume. <laughs> and, they, wow. they, and they won two big costume contests with this. And so this picture came our way. And it was so amazing. It was amazing. You know, I, I wrote to them. I found them and I wrote to them and I said, thank you for doing this. And the next thing you know, they decided they're going to bring a live performance of the Magic Garden to Woodstock, which is something we've played in a lot of places, something we've never done. We haven't been up there. So we'll be there at the Colony for two shows on but they November, are all, November 3rd. And Sherlock will be with us. And what's the website? They are also doing... Uh, videos of us following us around and taking our pictures. Like a documentary style thing? Gosh, only knows what that will be like. (laughs) Right. They're trying to put together a documentary. They're very serious about it. And so now all the pieces are being collected. And that, you know, some of it is, is interviews of us in our lives. Some of it is pieces of performances that they're picking up. They've been to our the house concerts that I'm doing here in, in my home, and Paula, you know, is, is a starring guest, and we do a Magic Garden portion, and they have, they have uh, videoed two of those so that they have everything they need. They're incredible and <laughs> loving and good at what they do, and they're, they're just like a gift that came out of... <laughs> <laughs> came out of Halloween. Where, right. <laughs> right. A Halloween gift. And we don't know what will happen. No, we don't know where it'll go. And by the way, while we're plugging things, yes. if anybody would be interested in coming to one of the last two house concerts of this series, we've done six so far. And I know you were yes, there. Yes, so And Charlie was there, you too. Know, was you know, amazing. It, you liked it a lot. I did. Oh. Um, there will be one on October 12th and one on November 9th. And if you go to... My website, caroldemas.com, Carol has an E. I think it might even be on carolandfaller.com as well. You can see where you have to go to get more information. And as far as you said Bolton, how do you find out about that? You go to boltoncenter.org, and you click on events, and you scroll down to us, and then you click on tickets. All right. And and I I think there's also a box office number. I don't know what the box office hours are, but so there's more than one way to do this. I think you also can go to the Magic Garden Facebook page and scroll along there and it will tell you how to get to the Bolton. That's right. Show. There's, there's been a post about it and there will probably be another one. And at what? At 
on my Facebook page, there's information, too, and that's caroldemus.com. All right, so we are... So there are ways and ways to find out. If you want to find us, you can find us. Yes. Right. So we're at our five-minute mark, less than five minutes to go, so we have our final thoughts right now. So um, since you guys are our guests, would you like to go first and tell us your final thoughts? I just want to quickly remind you that when we spoke to you, you wanted to remind people that while Comic-Con is at the Javits Center the same weekend... It goes on for four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you are a person or a family that loves the Magic Garden and you love Comic-Con too, you can take them both in in the same time frame. And maybe we should sing them a few bars of the Hello song, even though it's the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's nice nice to to say say hello, hello. Hello. It's, it's nice, nice to say hello, hello, and how are you? And so how are you anyway? You are doing quite well. Are you very much? You need to ask them to do a Yappa Toy song. <laughs> so, um, so Zambo, uh, yes. final thought. Uh, final thought. It's fantastic to hear something that I bet you my parents do know, and I'm kind of curious if they do. Um, and I absolutely love it. I love the idea. I love the concept of it all. And I look forward to hopefully watching the content uh, when I can get my hands on it. And if I can potentially make it down, make, make the it down there, then I'll be more than happy to. I don't think they'll have a difficult time with that. And we, you know, we, are, we are going to keep the magic going for as long as we can <laughs> and as long as people need it, which in these days and times, speaking of final thoughts, people say they just love to think about the magic garden the love of it the fun of it you know the playfulness the silliness the things they learned and you know that's classic stuff that doesn't change even though children's entertainment has changed a great deal parents will buy our our (laughs) dvd collection and they say well Truthfully, it was for me because I just <laughs> I just needed an excuse wanted, to watch it. And the kid wanted was to make a trip back there. I think all I needed a little magic garden in my life. But my kids are fascinated, and that interests us a lot and that's because right there. it's it's very classic styled stuff. It's not like what's out there now, which is amazing. Well, that's awesome, and we find that very curious and wonderful. That's right. great, so, Dominic. You have a final thought? Go see the show. <laughs> Do it. It's a great Go see the show. That's, That's right. There's two shows. Go see the, the shows. The shows are at 12, 1230 and 4. And 4 o'clock at the Bolton yeah. Center in Bayshore on the 6th of October. Right. Correct. Um, my right. final thought is very my good. final thought is this. Thank you guys very much for being a guest on our show again. Um, much continued success. Uh, not like you need it. Um, yes, <laughs> make sure you guys go to Carol and Paula. Uh, dot com is Carolfin E. Uh, look for tickets on the the show, and like I said, um, it is going up against Comic Con. So if you guys want to have a family friendly, um, non crowded event, this is the place to go. You don't want tons and tons and tons of hundreds and thousands of people. It's a nice <laughs> show. It's a good family friendly event. It's something that um, I've seen in person. And it's amazing. I, I can say my final final thought would be you guys still got it, and I am so glad to be a part of Aww. your lives. Even great. That's respect. very nice. Thank you. So Thank you. that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, <laughs> www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to your archives. will be up in a week or so. Or check us out on places uh, such as Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, or Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmust, Luminary, Blueberry, Mixcloud, or Apple Podcasts, or... 
United States, Panama, Mexico. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just Google. It came from the radio. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.